Welcome to Funeral Potatoes for the Singles Ward. Tune in to today's taboo topic with Kaylee and Tracy. I really do uh, love that song. It is so great. <laughs> well, because it's not like superb or anything, but it's like not good at all. But it's, <laughs> it's lovable trash like us. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes lovable trash lovable trash this is what we're here for yes i love it oh my god <laughs> man we're great that song will never get old to me it either like no. we've listened to it so many times <laughs> no. especially the day that we picked it we listened to it oh my easily like 30 times in a at row at least just you know just to make sure and then we're like yeah but maybe we need to listen to it one more time <laughs> Well, one more time. Just just one more to be sure. Maybe seven uh-huh. more. Just, yeah, just, just to call it good, you know. <laughs> Double check, triple check, 30 check, you know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so great, though. Thank you, YouTube, this. for yes. giving us that free, uncopyrighted music. Heck, yes. We it's couldn't have done this now. podcast without you. <clears throat> All right. All right. We're here. Onto the exciting things. Why don't you introduce our topic? Oh for my today? gosh. We are going to have so much fun today. We're calling this like our loosey goosey episode <laughs> because there isn't a lot of doctrine relating to this particular topic. Should we make them guess? Um, Keep giving them clues. Maybe they'll catch up. No, they won't. No. <laughs> <laughs> I really can't give out any clues either. So that's going to be that's like, right. equally there's my big fault. topics in the church that unfortunately have very limited. Uh, context around them yeah so we're gonna we're gonna work on one of those fun ones yeah uh, today we are having spooky time spooky time but we're gonna make it spiritual spooky and spiritual yeah the best way to do it some of you may be wondering why we are talking about ghosts today we're technically we're talking about ghosts in the spirit world supernatural things meets spiritual things makes a happy nice marriage and a happy nice topic for Kaylee and Tracy because we love spooky things all the spooky things we talk yeah not just for Halloween no all the time and our souls yeah (laughs) spooky equals good we talk about really weird and occult and dark things like this all the time (laughs) yeah so we just wanted to let you into our brains a little bit. Just just open the door a little crack. So yeah. you're clearly with us uh, for the long run, right? Right. We're, so basically, we're coming at you like Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Like we are hacking at that door mm-hmm. and shoving our face through it and going into here's, their souls. Here's Kaylee and Tracy. We're hacking our souls into your souls. So yeah, <laughs> welcome. Yeah. Also, um, just last week, um, I went on a ghost tour Yes, with an introduction to paranormal investigating. Investigation. Thank you. Just to be totally correct on top of this. Thank but, you. Okay. I don't know why I said it like that, but whatever. You're just really enthusiastic I'm really excited about it. So. And it's, it was a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I walked into it completely blind because it was a surprise from two of my friends for mm-hmm. my birthday. But it was the most fun I think I've ever had on a ghost tour. It was equally fun and terrifying. And (laughs) we'll talk about why it was fun and terrifying a little bit later in the episode. The big reason we wanted to do this is because there's a lot to connect ghosts, the spirit world, and the gospel. And it's not Mm -hmm. just hauntings and scary stuff. 
Like, mm-hmm. I feel like a big thing that we need to distinguish with ghosts or with spirits is that not all the time is it going to be something that's scary. Mm-hmm. Because not all spirits are scary and bad. There are good mm-hmm. spirits. Right, exactly. And I mean, to mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to obviously dive in much more into this. But when we do think about the spirit world, it is about... You know, it's part of the plan of salvation where it's going to be the next step for us after this life, after we die, which is just another step that we take um, as we continue in this plan of salvation and the plan of happiness and anything else that you'd like to call it. But ultimately, yeah, it's not just scary things. It's not just, you know, the I want to name like all the scary movies right now. Um, it's not just The Conjuring. <laughs> it's not just The Conjuring. It's not just The Curse of La Llorona. We can't hire us to go, so oh, just yeah. The Curse. I don't know. I didn't see that movie. Oh. But I like the song that they sing about her in Coco. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. All the tangents. We're just sharing our knowledge and our passion for everything. Main point, I was backing Tracy up here. It's not just hauntings and scary stuff. There are good things about the spirit world. There is a good thing about some ghosts. There is good and bad about, like, everything. We wanted to give you one little note The church has no specific doctrine on ghosts. So the things that we're kind of pulling from are equally our own experiences with spirits, with gifts of the spirit, with um, friends and family members having experiences with spirits as well, and some comments from modern prophets today. Um, But there is no specific stance from the church about ghosts. No one has ever come out and made a statement or taught a class on it. There's nothing. (laughs) There have been mentions of stories. (laughs) Yes. So, yeah, so there there are happy moments. There are scary moments. There are so many occasions where ghosts and the spirit world can play in, but there's just no concrete, yes, ghosts do exist, or yes, bad ghosts do exist, or yes, ghosts are watching you right now. Um, A lot of our experiences that we discuss are still going to be from our own view, from what we've heard. Um, So because we are human, we are flawed, but we are telling them to the best of our ability, and we are not making things up. Nope. All right, let's dive in. All right. Kaylee mentioned it a little earlier. We wanted to give you kind of a rough outline of the plan of salvation for those of you that are listening that are either not members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or are new members or just need a little refresher. That's what we're all here for. We're all here to learn together. I always need one. Please tell me, Tracy. Okay. The plan of salvation is Heavenly Father's plan for all of his children, which is all of us. We are all spirit sons and daughters of Heavenly Father. We all lived with him before this life on earth as spirits in what we call the pre-mortal existence. While we were there, he presented this plan to us that we would come to earth, gain a body, go through trials, work hard to become like him, and then one day return back to his presence. We all accepted that plan. That's why we're here on earth. There was a third of the host of heaven that did not like that plan, and they wanted to follow Lucifer or Satan's plan, which was that he would be the savior and everyone would come to earth, they would have no agency, they would do exactly as he said, and then they would come back and he would have all the glory. Heavenly Father said, Nabi, I don't want that. Um, I'm going to send my (laughs) beloved son, Jesus, to earth, and he is going to be the savior and make sure that everybody gets back one way or another. So, one way or another. (laughs) Well, we have agency, so one way or another (laughs) is the best way I can phrase it. Um, (laughs) I like it. Let's work with that. (laughs) 
So with that plan comes us passing through the veil of forgetfulness. So that means that we forget our pre-Earth life and come to Earth. And we're starting fresh. The whole purpose of life on Earth is to try and become more like the Savior, keep his commandments, and be ultimately good. Then, surprise, we all die. (gasps) I know it's shocking, but Spoiler. we all we all do it. <laughs> what? Get ready, Memento Mori. That's yes. like the theme of our podcast. It really kind of is. That did not. That was not on purpose. It just happened. But also, I don't mind at all. That's one of my personal mottos. We die, surprise, um, and then we pass through the veil again. Once you pass back through the veil, you end up in the spirit world, and the spirit world is split into two kingdoms. You've got spirit mm-hmm. paradise, and you've got spirit prison. We don't know what that looks like or what it's going to be like. We just know that Spirit Paradise is a place of rest and a place for the righteous and those who followed and accepted the gospel of Jesus Christ in their life. Spirit Prison is not like an actual prison. It's like a prison of your sins in a way. But while you're in Spirit Prison, you do have the opportunity to learn about the gospel of Jesus Christ if you didn't have that opportunity while you were here on earth. You also have the opportunity to repent and then us lovely living people down here on earth <laughs> should be doing your temple ordinances so that way you have the opportunity to accept mm-hmm. them. We called it in my mission like the bus stop. So like <laughs> I like that. Like you're waiting mm-hmm. but like you can still do things while you're at the bus stop. Like mm-hmm. you can still like do jumping jacks, you can still like talk to people. <laughs> You can still read a book, Wave like, you can still learn, the like, there's still, like, just while you're waiting mm-hmm. at the bus stop, like, there's okay. still things for you to do. So you have that opportunity mm-hmm. to learn more, to... Well, what about, uh, are any of those people in the spirit paradise teaching those in the spirit prison? Yes! Okay! Yes, they are! All right! That we learn in Doctrine and Covenants 138, when Did Joseph... You're... Oh, yeah. We might as well open that. I'm not going to read the whole chapter to you, but I'm going to find it. Okay. In Doctrine and Covenants 138, uh, Joseph F. Smith, who was the prophet in 1918, he essentially was reading 1 Peter, um, the third and fourth chapters of 1 Peter, where it talks about the spirit world. And he just had a lot of questions about it, and he wanted to understand more fully. So he read... 1 Peter 3, 18 through 20, and then 1 Peter 4, 6. And it's all about the spirits which were held in spirit prison. Um, and it says, quote, which sometime were disobedient when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was a preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls were saved by water. For, for this cause, was the gospel preached also to them that are dead, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the spirit. And then he goes on to say, As I pondered over these things which are written, the eyes of my understanding were opened, and the Spirit of the Lord rested upon me, and I saw the hosts of the dead, both small and great. And there were gathered together in one place an innumerable company of spirits of the just, who had been faithful in the testimony of Jesus while they lived in mortality. All these had departed the mortal life, firm in the hope of a glorious resurrection, and I beheld that they were filled with joy and gladness, and were rejoicing together because the day of their deliverance was at hand. And essentially he continues on to go to explain that these people were joyful and they preached to the souls who were in prison the everlasting gospel, the doctrine of resurrection, and the redemption of mankind from the fall and from individual sins on conditions of repentance. 
So they followed after the manner that Jesus Christ did while he was dead for three days. That just got deep. When Christ was crucified, and we know that he was dead for three days, Mm -hmm. laying in the tomb, his body was there. Mm -hmm. His spirit was up in the spirit world with Mm -hmm. Heavenly Father. And in 1 Peter, it explains more in 1 Peter 3 and 4 that he was teaching to the souls of those who basically came before him. Who never had a chance to learn about the gospel of Jesus Christ like nothing. Mm -hmm. So they had no spiritual understanding at all. And these people who were just, who were good, and who wanted to learn about it. And those were people that were in spirit paradise as well. So he went and he was teaching to them. And then on the third day he was resurrected and obviously he left heaven and he came back to earth in his body. But it also says in that section that the spirits that were in prison that were wicked and did wickedly throughout their time on earth, he did not go visit them. Really? So, from my understanding, this is where things get a little bit gospel according to Tracy. Okay. (laughs) All right, let's see. What is it? Mm -hmm. So, as far as I understand, the Savior set this pattern up so that way those who had been baptized into the Church of Jesus Christ, both in the ancient days and in latter days today, and who continued to live their covenants would become missionaries in the spirit world. Okay. And they would go and teach the people that mm-hmm. either were eagerly waiting to learn about the gospel or he would send special messengers to go to those far outreaching places in spirit prison to get those people that needed to be called to repentance. Uh-huh. And I will that put a pin in that because yeah. I will explain okay. that Excellent. later. Okay, thank you. Yeah. And then one of the reasons I was dragging on to this, I'm going to share a, um, I heard this one story about, I want, I want to say it was from a church leader, and they were talking about how they'd lost their father Mm -hmm. um and they're like okay like we just we're we're, like you know it's hard it's hard to lose someone it's hard to lose a loved one it's hard to move on even when you believe that you'll see them again it's still hard to lose someone that you that you adore and everything Mm -hmm. and one and they'd been they started to pray asking for insight to make sure or just to find out like is everything going okay like they're they're, like just double checking like there really is life after this right like is like is everything okay with him does he know what's going on here all these you know all these personal questions that they obviously want for confirmation and finally they end up having a dream where he showed up and he was like hey everything is okay you're gonna be okay and i'm okay but i have to go back because i am so busy right now yeah and so oh my gosh i just got chills um but i just think about that sometimes and i was like okay yeah sure it's spirit paradise i want to drink my you know virgin pina coladas <laughs> i'm going to rest no and just enjoy the sunset so when you said that word and i was like i can i rest i mean i would love nothing more no. than to kick at my feet and do nothing but it's more of like <laughs> spiritual rest we're gonna be doing stuff yeah. we're gonna be busy but like Whew, spiritually right. and mentally uh-huh. it will be rest because we won't have to worry about the temptations of satan at that point uh-huh and you won't have to worry about the stresses of life like the little things like how am i gonna pay my bills That's how am true. i gonna do this those things that keep us like stressed and wired think of it as like whenever you go to the temple mm-hmm. and you just go in and you instantly feel like everything from the world shuts off and you're yes. able to focus on the work even if you're a temple worker mm-hmm. and you know you're busy that day yeah you still feel calm and you still mm-hmm. feel rested yes that's sort of like rest it. all right so now 
after an unspecified amount of time in the spirit world, mm-hmm. I say unspecified because only Jesus knows when this time is going to be over. Yep. It ends when Jesus comes back for the Yay! second time and the second coming happens. He's coming here, you guys. Yeah. We don't know when. It's going to be great. Although I'm still I'm surprised. I'm still joking again, gospel yeah. according to Tracy, <laughs> that that's really what's going to happen at April's conference when <gasps> President Nelson yes. said, like, just oh, yeah. you wait until April. Like, it's going to be the biggest conference ever. And I'm like, right. he's totally going to be like, <laughs> and our opening speaker will be Jesus Christ. And we'll all be like, no! So. <laughs> the surprise that we don't know about, though, no. The surprise is when we don't know which speaker he's going to be. Yeah. So. We got Jesus in the building! <laughs> Anyways. All right. <laughs> Another reason why I can't be the prophet. Anyways, so. All right, continuing on. So. Second coming. Second coming Christ happens. Comes. Everybody gets resurrected. Yay. Every single person, whether you were good, whether you were bad, everyone gets mm-hmm. resurrected. Your body and your spirit come back together in a perfect form, mm-hmm. and it's never to be separated again. Mm-hmm. Then we usher in the millennium, which is a thousand years of what my mom calls dating for singles. <laughs> <laughs> The Lord has a thousand years to fix everything. And if that one of the things that he needs to fix is my singlehood, then so be it. If Jesus is in charge of my dating life at that point, like you can't lose. That is so true. You can't lose, right? Okay. And if it's hosted by Chris Harrison, I would love that. But that's just me and my bachelor (laughs) fantasies. We'll see you guys there. Anyway, so after resurrection, after the millennium, Satan is permanently locked away. He can no longer have effect on anyone. And then he's in timeout. Yeah, he's gone for good. And then we all have judgment happen. Jesus Christ and Heavenly Father judge you according to your works and your thoughts and everything. Mm-hmm. And they put you in the place that is the most appropriate for you, where you will be the most comfortable for time in all eternity. So yeah, that's our whole rough outline of the plan of salvation <laughs> 25 minutes later. Um, <laughs> but so essentially, like, the thing that we want you to remember is that we came from heavenly father's presence we are on a spiritual journey we're not just bodies on a physical journey and that things end as soon as we die right literally it's just a step so yeah Yeah. so there is life after death and we are on a spiritual journey um i really like that note that it's a spiritual journey overall it's not it's not stagnant by any means and we don't need to focus so much on the physical i mean we should keep it in mind um, but it's not the priority. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as we're moving along spiritually, then we are pretty good. So going back to what we said earlier about how the church doesn't have specific doctrine on ghosts, there have been Latter-day prophets that have made comments about ghosts and comments about the spirit world, which is wonderful. So we already highlighted one, which was Doctrine and Covenants 138, section 138, I'm sorry. And that's literally the vision that Joseph F. Smith was given about the spirit world. So I 10 out of 10 would recommend you read that. It's really informative and enlightening. But going with that, Joseph Smith said, The spirits of righteous people who have died are not far from us and know and understand our thoughts, feelings, and motions and are often pained therewith. So if you think about like your family members who have mm-hmm. already passed on, mm-hmm. like, either, like, your really close family members or, like, your ancestors. Yeah. They're, like, lingering. Yeah. They're chilling. They're checking in on you every now and then, mm-hmm. and they're making sure that you're doing okay. They don't want right. to see you upset. 
they they understand our thoughts, feelings, and emotions. So they're there and they're caring for us mm-hmm. um, and, and the way that they can. Because while we might not be able to connect through the veil at this point, we can still connect in a different kind of way. They, are still, they can still be there for us and they can understand what's going on without having to, to touch or to speak or to show themselves to us, which I think is really impactful. Um, and then continuing on that, I can, I'll share, um, as our tapped Benson, he shared in April, the April 1971 general conference, he said that sometimes the veil between this life and the life beyond becomes very thin. Our loved ones who have passed on are not far from us. And I think that's just an, an extra point just to be like, yeah, here's the confirmation. Like they're not far. It, it's not a world away though. So, yeah. Anyways. I love this quote by Brigham <laughs> Young. He says, where is the spirit world? It is right here right here i really like that because that brings the notion that your family members who have already passed through this life Mm -hmm. or passed on from this life are closer to you than you would think Mm -hmm. that they are yeah it's it's a comforting idea and i mean i don't want to say that i feel that this is true just because it's comforting but like when i first heard that i was like okay that actually makes sense yeah and then and then on that i think there's also enough proof I don't want to say proof, but there's there's enough proof within the church that there've been enough that there have been plenty of spiritual visitors throughout church history. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got Gabriel, we've got Moroni. So I mean, there's there's a lot of angel references actually in the Old Testament, not yes. so much the New, but there's a few. Um, so yeah, just in the overall Holy Bible, there are references of spirits coming to talk to people on Earth. So even for those who don't necessarily support all the teachings or stories within the Holy Bible, because it can get a little weird. Um, that We also have them in the latter days with, you know, Moroni showing up to Joseph Smith and everything. And these are all good spirits. So it's important that we, you know, believe and understand that it's entirely possible for spirits to visit and or linger on Earth, at least for a little bit of time. I just remembered something. I yeah. think there's also a section in the Doctrine and Covenants that talks about how to tell if it's a good spirit or a bad yes. spirit yes, that there is, is yes. meeting you. Yes, I think about this all the time because I'm really paranoid about running into a bad spirit. Okay. <laughs> I, I Two fears in this life. It is being eaten by animals and by meeting a bad spirit. I'm going to take a second and I'm going to try and find this okay. section. Okay, while you do that, I'm going to say what I'm pretty sure I think it is because it's like a three-step process. They wanted to make it as easy as possible so that we could, so idiots like myself, lovable garbage such as myself, can keep track of this. So what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to ask if you can shake their hand. Yes, I remember that. Yep. Um, so, I mean, most likely they will say yes because they want to show proof and they will want to be an accommodating spirit. If it's a bad spirit, then they're not going to care, clearly. But for good spirits, you can ask to shake their hand. They will most likely say yes because they are, they're showing to be a good spirit. When you do reach out and shake their hand, if you can feel their hand, then they are a good spirit and they are a heavenly father. If you cannot feel them, if they go through you like a like a cold spot, like a mist, then they are not a good spirit because they never had a body. And I found the scripture. All right. It is Doctrine and Covenants section 129. So, yes, it's a short one, but she hit yeah. every single yes. one of those things good. correctly. Obviously, Kaylee knows her stuff about <laughs> her fears, so that's perfect. I will not so, yes. have my life ruined by a bad spirit. <laughs> so right. anyways, but, yeah. so, so good spirits and bad spirits. There have to be good and bad spirits. So as we talked a little bit earlier, we said one third of the host of heaven are the spirits that chose to follow Satan. They did not come to this earth 
They did not gain bodies, and so they're mad about it. Um, they are jealous. They want our bodies. <laughs> I love that. They just want me oh. for my body. Um, <laughs> hey, no, that's comforting. But that's true what it is. If you're ever not feeling good about your body, there is one third of the host of heaven that would kill for your body. So oh, I love feel it. good about that. So... That one third, those are your demons. Mm -hmm. Those are the bad spirits. Generally speaking, we have been advised not to participate in things of the quote unquote occult Mm -hmm. or with regards to talking to spirits Uh or make trying to make contact with spirits. Mm -hmm. That's what it is, essentially. So there was one quote that I found. And it's an old quote. It says, The LDS Church teaches in its Aaronic Priesthood Manual 2 that Ouija boards, seances, and spiritualism are tools of Satan and that members have been counseled to avoid them completely. If you've heard the sense. stories of Mary Todd Lincoln and spiritualism, what? You, will, <laughs> you will know why they have cautioned us against wait, that. <laughs> actually, no, wait, maybe I do. Oh my gosh. Well, first off, he... <laughs> Mary Todd Lincoln was also crazy. Well, yeah. But... You know, that's a whole other story. That's... Um, yeah, that's not a topic for this podcast. Ouija okay. <laughs> board. Um, yes. So, that's owned by Hasbro. Yep. Does that mean they're the devil? I mean, they also made Monopoly, so... Oh, definitely the devil. Monopoly <laughs> is the game of Satan. Um, <laughs> but I do like this... Um, quote that kind of pairs with it mm-hmm. says it's from the november 1972 enzyme so we're going a little old school on us mm-hmm. says quote genuine spirituality warms and grows in our hearts the fake spirituality is often scary and leaves scars permanently there is usually no mention of god in the occult only signs yet we have learned not to seek for signs the effect of bizarre cultism is immediate but temporary the sacred grows slowly, must be nurtured, and leaves lasting effects. Just thinking of it that way, um, if you have ever had an experience where you have gone to a friend's house, I know I have, and they've been like, <laughs> let's play with the Ouija board! And I, nine times out of ten, would nope the heck out of there. Yeah. Just, Good for you. I would either leave or go mm-hmm. upstairs and, like, talk to their mom for the next, like, hour while they were screaming in the basement <laughs> oh about a ghost or a demon that was Why? talking to them. I was not about it, but it's literally that, that the fake spirituality is often scary and leaves permanent scars. Like, you know when something is not of God. Yes. From that experience. Spirituality, the things that come from Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ are just that. It's going to be warm. It's going to grow in your heart. Mm -hmm. It's going to make you feel good. Mm -hmm. And if you are testing the waters of (laughs) spiritualism... Uh... Yeah, you're going to feel like what Kaylee's voice is doing right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you don't want that. That's not good. I mean, and there's been moments where I'm just kind of, you know, and like in a depressed mode, I'm like, oh, I just, I don't feel good. Like, I don't feel like I've got the Holy Ghost with me, but I can't really tell. But maybe, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm in like a great place, but I'm not also, also not in like the worst place. So sometimes where you're just not super feeling it, maybe at church, maybe at work or something. So yeah, that happens. But then you really, you really do know when there's something bad 
around you. Yeah. Like, you will not be able to deny it. Ooh, I always have been afraid of Ouija boards. Like, yeah. my my parents always told me never to play with one, and mm. I was legit afraid of them forever. I always got bad vibes from them. I would straight up, like I said, leave my friends' houses if one of them got pulled out. Yeah. And... <laughs> there's a reason they're in all the scary movies. Yeah, literally. So, like, <laughs> and there's, like, seven different movies with that in the title. At least. Yes. And so. then... <laughs> Fast forward to last week, and I went. <laughs> <laughs> and then everything changed because it was a tour. And then fast forward to last week, and I go on a ghost tour, and the tour oh guide has a Bluetooth spirit box, which is essentially a Ouija board oh in gosh. a speaker. And it was the most terrifying experience I've ever had in my life. Like, mm. it was terrifying. Oh my gosh. I was doing a lot of praying before that tour started because I was like, I'm going to die on this tour. That's wise. Um, that's really yeah. good did you want to go into more of that story now or <laughs> i might as well <laughs> do tell us tracy okay. tell us exactly where everything went wrong and so we can never make that mistake okay so i go on a, i went on a ghost tour i was mm-hmm. up in saint augustine florida mm-hmm. with a couple of my girlfriends they had planned a little pre-birthday weekend for me yeah. two of them took me on a ghost tour it was a surprise mm-hmm. And we got into the office, and the lady and her husband that were hosting the ghost tour said, um, we want to introduce you to the paranormal world. That actually didn't scare me, because I'm uh, like, I mean, that's why I'm on a ghost tour. Well, yes, um, but bye. then she was like, here, take these talismans. And they're literally <laughs> just like... <laughs> oh, you didn't tell me about that. This is when I probably should have left, but I didn't. <laughs> I, I made love a how lot we're of going through like all of this, and then we're like, "But we did this anyways." I made because why not? Many mistakes were made this oh night, God. and I want you to learn from my many mistakes. Okay, so <laughs> she handed us these little oh talisman, which were literally—they looked like they basically looked like Monopoly pieces. Like okay. I had a gear. Um, uh-huh. someone else had like a heart, another person uh-huh. had like a snowman or a snowflake. Did, like did they were just random medallions. Made them a talisman. So she said, We're just wearing them. You can either tie it around your neck or you can tie mm-hmm. it on your belt loop. Uh-huh. I chose the belt loop because it's I don't want anyone to way. think that they can choke me as a ghost. Ooh, yeah. Um so Wise. I went well for done. yeah, I safety first. I did think about some things. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Not many, but some. <laughs> um so I tied it to my hip. She said that it's just an indicator to the spirits that you are open to them interacting with you. Okay. And I was like, hmm, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't be wearing this, Uh-oh. <laughs> but I'm going to keep listening. Okay. So she said, at some point, we're going to go to this old well in mm-hmm. St. Augustine, and we're going to turn on the spirit box, and we're going to just, like, see, we're going to have an EMF reader, we're going to have all of these other pieces of ghost hunting equipment out, and we're going to see if there are any ghosts nearby. Mm-hmm. That's what she said, so yeah. in my mind, I'm thinking this is going to be innocent fun. Yeah. Playing with an EMF. Usually are. Yeah, playing with an fun, EMF reader. Light. We're just going to go to this place that is very haunted. The entire mm-hmm. city of St. Augustine is very haunted, yeah. so doesn't really matter yeah. and it's not like the first ghost tour you've been no on. this is like the like, seventh or eighth at least <laughs> yeah so basically ghost tours can be a lot of fun we're not gonna say like you can't ever go on them or yeah. you shouldn't but i'm definitely gonna go on more <laughs> yes this isn't they're the end fun. um anyways so <laughs> but again, this one again learn from my mistakes everyone <laughs> so 
then she says, after that, we're going to go up to Lighthouse Park and we're going to use the divining rods and we're going to communicate with the spirits. I've never used a divining rod before. I've never even seen a divining rod before. So I'm like, eh, whatever. Flies in one ear, <laughs> out the other. Do not care. Of course. With each location that we went to, we were taking pictures and some mm-hmm. of us had like caught those things on our phone. I didn't catch any, mm-hmm. but I could feel when something was around. Like I got like okay. super goosebumps mm-hmm. or I just felt like there was someone like looking over my shoulder or like right. just those sort of like, I feel like something's around me. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and, oh, I would like to point out it's in Florida. It's still hot outside. Yeah. So like the whole November. day, Ugh. the whole day it was like 80 85 yeah. degrees About. that night it was like a nice 78 okay there was a nice little breeze but it wasn't cold by yeah. any stretch of the Just imagination still no clothes clothes no jacket yeah <laughs> but at like specific points in the tour the entire group would be like freezing to death Ooh. and that was like a big indicator that there cold was something spots. there yeah and we were outside we weren't in any building so mm-hmm. that was <laughs> anyways Sorry. All right. So we all get to the well and our tour guide says, I'm going to turn on the spirit box. So she turns on the spirit box, which is essentially an app on her phone that only works in airplane mode. It doesn't work through like cell towers or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And she hooked up a Bluetooth speaker to it. So that way she could, well, not really Bluetooth because she hooked it up. She hooked up a speaker to it. Um, And... That would just pick up white noise. So Mm -hmm. all we were hearing was white noise. At the same time, she had set up three different types of, like, EMF readers and Mm -hmm. was kind of just watching to see what the norm was, taking a control, Uh and then expounding from there. So our tour guide is a super empath, and she can always sense when there's a spirit nearby before, like, the readers kind of pick it up. And she explained to us before the tour started, how she has been able to sense spirits and feel spirits since she was a little kid, and how she's always had, like, that kind of connection to the other realm, as she called it. So she starts asking questions, because she can feel like there's a spirit nearby. She's like, Uh which of my friends are here today? Is it Molly? Is it Edgar? Is it Robert? Is it Mm -hmm. Father O'Malley? Like, she's listing all of these spirits that, like... Mm -hmm she has come to know through doing her ghost tours in the area. Okay. And so she goes, who's here? And one of the, like, EMF readers starts, like, going crazy. Uh-huh. And, like, we're all just kind ah. of watching it, like, please kill me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to die. Um, and so then she's like, is it Molly? And all of a sudden, you can hear very clearly on the spirit box, like, yeah, it's me. Like, a really high-pitched kind of, like, whisper voice. And it was like... All of us in the group were like, oh gosh, like I'm going to die. We're all screaming at one another with our eyes, like trying not to freak out. Mm -hmm. And so then she's like, Molly, are you here alone or do you have a friend with you? And she didn't really respond. And she goes, Molly, do you have a friend with you? And she said, yes. And so she's like, who's here with you? And so now at this point, we're all like (laughs) trying really hard not to pee ourselves. Like me especially, I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like it at all walked yourself into a horror movie i did and i'm at a well like (laughs) granted the well has been filled in so i can't like die in a well yeah still still, in a horror movie anything can happen plus you're in florida yeah so you're just and with the well the entire time i could hear through the spirit box water dripping that's right yeah that was the most Ah. terrifying part of the whole thing is i could hear water dripping 
and nobody else could. And I was like, I'm going to die. Okay, cool. <gasps> then, you know, Molly's responded. She goes, who else is here with you? And we hear, I am. <gasps> and I was like, <laughs> ah! Like, <laughs> It's either Batman or a serial killer. I was so scared. I turned to my friend and I was like, <gasps> and she's like, she and I both have like huge eyes and oh we no. look like we're going to like start crying because we're like, that was the most ungodly voice I've ever heard in my life. Oh my god! And she is like very much a non-believer when it comes to ghosts. Okay. Uh-huh. And like religion okay. in general. So the fact that she was like about to pee her pants too oh. is a very good indicator of how scary that voice actually was. Yes. Um, oh my gosh. So... Apparently, it was the voice of a ghost that frequents these ghost tours, and he, according to our tour guide, he's very nice. He's a friendly ghost. He protects the children Mm -hmm. on the tours and blah, blah, blah. His name's Sam. He's like a Civil War survivor or something like that. I don't know. Not survivor, but (laughs) Civil War era (laughs) ghost, that sort of thing. Uh Um, But yeah, so that was terrifying. We had lots of talks with ghosts Mm -hmm. while she was talking i was listening i was not saying a dang word because i (laughs) was terrified um then we packed up the spirit box we jumped in the car and we drove up to lighthouse park the divining rods which lighthouse park is for the saint augustine lighthouse it is Mm -hmm. the most haunted lighthouse in the united states and it is absolutely terrifying over there (laughs) I love how, like, we talked about how much you want to live in a lighthouse, and then you're like, actually... I'm going to build a lighthouse, I've decided. I'm going to build my own lighthouse, because there is no way (laughs) I'm living in this lighthouse now that I have experienced Lighthouse Park. Okay. So, we didn't even go into the lighthouse. Mm -hmm. We stood outside the gate of the lighthouse, Mm -hmm. and then we went right across the street to, literally, it's a park that has lots of trees, benches... A creepy-ass playground, and that's what we did. We went to this park. So we all sit down. She has us take out our little, like, talisman things, and she hands us each divining rods. All right, what do divining rods look like? So divining rods look like, um, they look kind of like L's. Um, the handle is perfectly straight in your hand, like if you were holding a straw. Okay. And then the divining rod goes perpendicular out in front of you to it. Okay. Um, the handle is encased in like, kind of like a metal cylinder. So that way it can move around your hand and not just be like stuck to your skin. Yeah. So if you're holding it, Mm -hmm. it'll move a little bit according to like how you move. But if you're holding it like perfectly anchored, like we, I had my elbows on the table, so I knew I wasn't moving and they would move with the wind. But if it was a spirit that was moving the rods, they would either hold perfectly still, even if it was windy or move according to the direction with which she asked the ghost to move it. Yeah. So, okay. So she was asking like questions to whatever spirits had followed us there Uh and she said okay if you are robert if you are trying to communicate with one of the ladies here please point their divining rods at the person with the pink glow stick on and my rods ended up moving like immediately to (laughs) pointing at my friend who has the pink glow stick on and i was like yikes Oh my goodness. And I could feel like it felt like something was like 
either holding my hands or, Uh like, moving the things themselves. Like, it felt like pressure on my hand. Yeah, it was really weird. Oh, my gosh. Okay. It was terrifying, but kind of cool at the same time. All right. (laughs) Again, this is one of those moments where I should have left, (laughs) but I did not. Um, And then, yeah, I was way too invested at this point. It's been, like, two and a half hours at this point. I'm in it. I'm in it. So... She kept asking questions like, Molly, if you're trying to communicate with someone here, please make the divining rods point at the person with a green sweatshirt on and like mm-hmm. pointed at this other lady and like mm-hmm. all of these random questions. Yeah. And there were moments where like at the very beginning with the divining rods where we felt like the spirit couldn't decide who they wanted to actually be with. And oh. so she kept asking questions to be like, you have to pick one person. Mm-hmm. And then it would be like, immediate like one person's rods would move like Mm -hmm. and it would be a fast move it wouldn't be just like a "Uh, the wind is blowing so i'm gonna move it this way it would be no it was immediate that is spooky (laughs) it was so scary and the whole time so the aforementioned captain rasmussen Mm -hmm. was there and he was lingering behind us where she had set up the emf readers okay because Mm -hmm. we could see like the lights were going off and going crazy uh-huh. on those things. And she kept, like, addressing him to kind of, like, keep him involved in the conversation and stuff. Right. And he would just stay there. And he would respond, like, kind of through the EMF readers. Ooh. Like, the lights of the okay. EMF readers or, like, something else like that. And uh-huh. it was... Wow. It was terrifying. <laughs> it was terrifying. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Well... <laughs> yeah. You stayed. <laughs> Many times so, I should have left or I should have been like, I'm not comfortable with this. But then uh, again, um, had I decided to wait in the van, mm-hmm. I would have been waiting with her husband uh-huh. and the ghost Molly, who really likes her husband. Oh, God. And I probably would have been just as unhappy. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not too many options there. Yeah. It's sandville. But it was very, very fun. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm not here to tell you how to live your life. It was a really fun night. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot. Yeah. You already said you'd yeah. go back with me. I would go back. I go. I am definitely terrified mm-hmm. of the spirit box, but yeah. I have questions now that I feel like need to be answered by this lady. <laughs> so I feel obligated to myself to go back and mm-hmm. find out what the deal is with that. Yeah. So yeah, that was my... Uh, ghost tour experience i mean as terrifying as that is that's also somewhat like satisfying yeah you know because i mean at least for myself i don't feel that i am very in tune because i desperately do not want to be in tune with spirits i don't want to be that person kind of like your sister and some other people who who can more readily feel spirits and know what's going on or even see them or hear them or something i don't want that in my life so i always stayed away from scary things as a kid but as i've gotten older i've come to accept that yeah some things are inevitable um so yeah so bad things do happen there are bad people there are bad spirits but also i don't need to be a part of all that Mm -hmm. um so i i think i've been better at finding a balance in my life now as i get older to find where i stand um and where my beliefs are in that spectrum of spirits for example but so and you know it was kind of interesting because so when she had told us that we were going to be communicating with spirits through that spirit box Mm -hmm. 
Uh-huh. Like my instant thought was, oh, I'm going to die. <laughs> and so I, <laughs> so <Uh-oh>. I, <laughs> I said a like quick prayer to just yes. be like, listen, I know I'm really tempting the devil right now. <laughs> yeah, I really shouldn't be here, but I just need us to be safe and protected Please. from evil spirits. And as soon as I finished that prayer, I'm not even kidding. Mm-hmm. The woman did that like telltale medium thing where she can sense an evil spirit around here. And she said, we would like to remember that we only invite spirits that are kind and want good intentions to come upon us. Mm-hmm. We do not recognize or affiliate with any bad spirits. <laughs> and we politely ask you to leave at this time. And I locked eyes with this other woman in the group who yeah. I literally met that night. And uh-huh. she and I were both like screaming at each other in our eyes. Like, oh my, oh my gosh, there's a bad spirit here. That's what that means. That's what that means! Ah! <laughs> It was bad. Oh my god! But that's that's yeah. amazing. Um, I don't know. Just part of me is like, I hope I would never feel that. But at the same time, yeah, you know, yeah, oh yeah, it's it's <sighs> crazy. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we wanted to talk about. We kind of wanted to bring it home okay. spiritually mm-hmm. towards the end and talk about spiritual gifts. Not that we're ending like in the next five minutes or anything. You're probably oh. stuck with us for another day. <laughs> Um, but we wanted to talk about spiritual gifts and like how they kind of tie in to ghosts and the spirit world. So there's one gift that I particularly love talking about. It's the gift of discernment. And there's, there's different levels to discernment too. Like sometimes it's discernment of like right and wrong, Mm -hmm. evil and good, Mm -hmm. like that sort of thing. It's just, there's all different ways to interpret the gift of discernment. My sister is one that has been blessed with the gift of discernment. She can always sense when spirits are nearby Mm -hmm, and she is visited by them either physically or in dreams. So the physical ones, she can't see them, but she can like tell where they are generally in a building. Uh Yeah, there's that. So that's one part of the gift of discernment. Mm -hmm. And then my old bishop's wife, um, in my old ward, my old family ward in Orlando, mm-hmm. she could see spirits. She bore her testimony in Fast and Testimony meeting mm-hmm. a couple year, years and years ago. Um, this was shortly after my dad passed away. Okay. And she had said, like, you know, I don't normally talk about my spiritual gift. It's very strange and people don't usually want to hear about it, but I felt really prompted to talk about it today because my gift is the gift of discernment. Specifically, I can see spirits. And she went on to explain how she can see the spirits of people's family members in the ward that had, like, either recently passed or had been gone for a while or Uh just old members of the ward that wanted to still, like, pop in every now and then. Right. And she said she can look into the congregation and see a lot of the family members that we are missing. And she mm. was like, I just want you to know that they are closer than you think. Oh my and goodness. they are watching out for you. Mm-hmm. And if you want to talk to me more after this meeting, like, we can talk. But I just wanted to let you know that the veil is thin. That the spirit world is real. Yes. It's closer than we think. And your family members love and care about you even beyond the veil. Mm-hmm. And they're watching out for you. So that was really a cool thing for her to reveal in yes. Fast and Testimony meeting. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I could see that being so comforting to so many people. And I mean, actually, basically to everyone. For anyone who has ever lost a loved one, um, close or 
only somewhat close um, or far, whatever. Um, but it just to just to feel just to have a slight confirmation from anyone in any way can bring such a relief that we don't even realize has been weighing us down yeah. a little bit, you know. And I don't know. I just I just love that people can do that. I'm kind of glad I can't. I don't have that gift. Yeah, and but I have other discernment gifts. Um, but I'm glad someone has that, and they can put it to use to help those around them. Yeah, I think that's incredible. Yeah, well, and then even more so are the the other spiritual gifts that include visions and prophecy. I mean, there are people who do have the gifts of visions of the spirit world and the spirits around them. So they have. So yeah. So what that that woman you said mm-hmm. um, kind of leads into these people who have really strong spiritual gifts that they i don't know how to even like describe this it's just more intimidating it's more emotionally consuming it's it's heavier stuff that makes sometimes a bigger impact Mm -hmm. in a way um where they where they can see things like that and have visions so this was the story that i was going to tell you earlier about why i understand more things about the spirit world yes um so in that same family ward, we had a lot of people that were connected to the spirit in this sense. Um, my old home teacher, who is basically like another dad to me, he had a vision of the spirit world shortly after my dad died. Um, and he saw what my dad was doing and was called to do in the spirit world. Oh my goodness. Um, he didn't tell us about this until just before I was going on my mission, which was two years after. Oh, wow. Two years after oh my, my dad goodness. passed. Um, he wrote everything down. He uh-huh. like typed it up in like a little book and like wow. saved the whole thing. So essentially, oh, this is a lot. Okay. So he had a vision that, um, he could see my dad in the spirit world, basically being a missionary and teaching lessons. Uh huh. And one of the things that he was called to do was that he was called to go to the furthest reaches of the spirit prison to teach his ancestors specifically the finnish ancestors oh so our very specific my dad's mom Uh that whole side of the family is from finland like her her mom emigrated to michigan from finland wow and then my grandma is like first generation immigrant basically amazing um okay so we have always joked in our family that like the toughest people to get in our family to join the church or to like accept the gospel are going to be her family members because they're all probably vikings (laughs) and that's been our joke for years and years and years um and so in this vision he said that he went to the farthest reaches of spirit prison and Mm -hmm. he was talking to them about Uh the gospel And some of them were basically, like, spitting in his face and saying, like, who are you Mm -hmm. to, like, come here and tell us how we should live our lives? And he basically said in the vision, I'm going to get misty. I can already feel it coming. He basically said, my name is James Gordon Duchesne. Mm -hmm. And then he went through the entire lineage on my dad's mom's side in this vision Uh and said how he's connected to them. And he said, and I have been called here to specifically talk to you about the gospel of Jesus Christ and to call you to repentance Mm -hmm. because the Lord knows that you will not listen to anyone except a member of your own family. And as he explained that whole like vision to us, it was almost like we all could like see it ourselves a little bit. Um, Uh Sorry, I'm misty now. You're good. I'm about to mess up, so (laughs) please stop. (laughs) Um, You're good. 
But he explained how, like, my dad was basically serving a simultaneous mission with me. Mm-hmm. Like, I was about to go on my mission, right, yeah. my dad was serving a mission in the spirit mm-hmm. world, and that, like, the challenges that I would be facing in my mission, he would be facing in the yeah. spirit world. Oh my god! And the challenges, or the successes that he was facing in the spirit world, I would be having in my mission as well. Oh wow. So, like, that was a big revelation for me. Mm-hmm. And then it was confirmed in my setting apart blessing from my state president like how oh. we're setting we're uh-huh. serving simultaneous missions oh my gosh that's so there's that but then since he told us that prophecy and like shared that with us mm-hmm. where we once were like super stuck with our family history on my yeah. dad's side of the family okay. has been exploding like ever really? since oh my goodness so like we literally for my mom started doing family history work in like the mid 80s mid to late okay. 80s yeah stuck for almost like 20 something years for 22 Mm -hmm. years because that's how long I basically have been alive at this point stuck in this one spot on my dad's side of the family for family history after he passes we see like a little bit of progress and then after Mm -hmm. he shared that revelation with us yeah. It was like my entire dad's side of the family just exploded. Oh my goodness. And now all we can find are like my dad's family members. Really? That's oh, literally all wow. we can find. It's crazy. That's amazing. So. Holy cow. I have a very strong testimony about the spirit world mm-hmm. and about knowing that yeah. like what we're going to be doing in the spirit world is real and that it's going mm-hmm. to be changing people's lives and that it's we're going to be busy like it's not just going to be rest and we're going to be called to be doing a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. so yeah that's incredible and then I really love and I just I mean I I unfortunately do not have any great experiences like that especially because like I said I'm not trying to be in tune with anything um but my my grandfather was uh buried with his missionary tattered on and at the time I I don't know how common that is um I don't go to a lot of funerals but anyways my my grandfather was my dad's dad was buried with his missionary named Tagon, and I just thought it was the coolest thing. Um, I'm not someone who ever really wanted to go on a mission. Um, and anyway, I I thought the Lord was trying to call me on one once, and I like had a panic attack and I was in tears for like all night because I was like, I don't want it. I don't want it this much at all. Um, but I just love that that he was because I know he went on a mission. I. I actually have his uh, little dictionary because he went to, I don't remember where he went. He was was speaking Dutch. He was speaking Dutch on his mission. So I have his little Dutch dictionary somewhere. And I think it's the sweetest little thing. And because he served a mission there. And then he also served with my grandmother down in San Diego at the Mormon Battalion Center. And so I just know that that was always part of his legacy. I don't know. I just really like that. I don't I don't feel like I'd be the best missionary once I die. Um you know teaching all those people but i know there's some great people who are who are on the other side who are teaching so maybe in the spirit world you're not going to be teaching classes maybe you're going to be organizing all the classes maybe oh and my making gosh. sure yes. that everyone has a good teacher yes. and is i i'd be so good at that I yes think maybe you'll be doing that maybe instead. i'll do that i think i could do that really well and then i'd be like okay i can talk <laughs> to them as i as i'm leading them on but then i'm like for the real right information go talk to my grandpa, go talk to Tracy's dad. Go talk to these people because they know it even better. Yeah. So, yeah. I have a very weird, like, grasp on mortality now. Yeah. It's very strange. Like, once you've had, like, a parent die or, like, a mm-hmm. sibling die or a best friend die, you kind of become more mm-hmm. open to talking about death and talking mm-hmm. about what happens, like, what, after you right. die. 
and then I think that's actually a healthy um, attitude to have yeah. in general. I I think it definitely comes more more often then because I don't I I've lost like two grandparents, but I don't feel like I've lost anyone super close to that extent. Um, so I'm not saying like I feel like what you feel, but yeah. I I understand that. Yeah. Okay. And it's I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Like no. what I have experienced, I do not wish on anyone. It's very 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 much the worst possible feeling you can feel. Um, but now, like, it's been 10 years, almost. It'll be 10 years next year. And now I'm, like, so much more comfortable talking about death and stuff. My friend, who I grew up with in New Hampshire, she and I grew up through, like, all youth activities. She was in another ward. Mm -hmm. Um, her dad died, like, two or three weeks after mine. Oh, wow. And so, like, through our grieving phase, we were, like, joking, but kind of serious that, like, our dads were mission companions in the spirit world. Oh. And, like... Oh, that's adorable. And, like... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Talking about that's it, so like, precious. now, every time... It's so weird, but it's kind of comforting <laughs> at the same time. Mm. Every time one of our other friends from, like, that same area of New Hampshire has a family member that passes, we're like, it's okay. Like, our dads are there to greet your dad. It's cool. Yeah. Like, you're... Our whole dads are going to be hanging out again like they used mm -hmm. to on Earth. And then they're all like, you're right. Like, our dads are hanging out, so... Mm -hmm. it's kind of cool yeah they're all cracking dad jokes at each other and they're all laughing and they're, they're all just... doing the bad dance moves and stuff too <laughs> for sure yeah they're all having a grand barbecue and teaching everyone oh gosh <laughs> let's be real. the eye rolls i'm doing about my dad <laughs> doing all of that stuff is so bad right now <laughs> oh my gosh but yeah and i mean i think we could do a whole ep other episode just on the the concept of death in itself but I think it's something important that, especially as LDS people who believe that there's life after death, mm -hmm. then it's very important that we accept it that, and to a certain extent, we embrace it. Yeah. And not to the point where we're like, you know, dancing on graves or doing <laughs> sigils or anything. No. But it's it's something that's part of life. It is part of our, it's part of the plan of salvation, like we said earlier. And you, yeah, you, you need to embrace it. You need to yeah. accept it. And it's, it's okay. From my own personal experiences with family members dying and being so comfortable talking about death, like, it's, it just is so normal for me to talk about spirits in a mm -hmm. sense that, like, they're just as much alive as you and I are. Yeah. And they're just as much here as mm -hmm. you and I are. We may not be able to physically see them with our eyes, right. but like, like Brigham Young said, where's the spirit world? It is here. Like, it's mm -hmm. all around us. Yeah. Spirit world is everywhere. Like, on another dimension or another plane mm -hmm. of existence that we just can't grasp onto right. right now but they're here do you think for those spirits that are in this room right now do you think that they like this episode i think so i hope so yeah i hope you guys are happy <laughs> don't you dare turn on that spirit box i don't want to find out <laughs> <laughs> but don't talk to us <laughs> no but we don't want to hear it back like I'm sure I'll, <laughs> I'm sure my sister will have a dream tonight if one of our ancestors oh, is like really pissed off about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to hear about it. If, if Jessica tells you that like Kaylee's grandparents came over and was not satisfied, I do not want to hear it. If anything, it'll be my grandmother okay. getting like the disapproving look that she's so well known for that I'm really good at doing, but I can't like mm -hmm. do on command. Yeah. That's um, funny. Well, okay. Yeah. Oh, and then also on that, uh, my grandmother who had passed, her big thing in life was guardian angels. Oh, yep. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I mean, she had a few other things that like were definitely her, um, but guardian angels, I remember being one of the main things. And I don't know if this can play into doctrine at all. I cannot find anything. I just remembered this, and Tracy might take this out. 
But <laughs> I swear, I my grandmother told me and my older sister once that she'd done research and she'd done some praying that so that she knew who some of my older sister's guardian angels were. Wow. They were some of our ancestors. Cool. Yeah. Um, I have no, I cannot back that up with anything at all unless, you know, like my, my grandmother could come back to life and explain this better to all of us. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely think something like that is definitely in line because I do believe in guardian angels. I do believe in good spirits Mm -hmm. and I believe that they are, like we've discussed that our ancestors are out there watching for us and they're trying to take care of us, whether or not we can sense them. Yeah. Your family members or close friends that may have passed and people that like your loved ones. Your mm-hmm. loved ones are looking out for you. Yeah. And that's the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's that's part of what makes the plan of salvation so great. That's what makes it the plan of happiness. That there is so much more to this life. There's a life after this, and there are people there who are so excited for us. They are working hard, but they also know that we're going to be coming to join them. I don't want to say soon, because... Some people might find that insensitive. Um, <laughs> but, but in the grand scheme of things, it is soon, and it's going to be such a celebration. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love how the Mexican culture of the Day of the Dead, where they are celebrating their loved ones, that they're taking care of their ancestors. And I, I don't want to say too much because I'm, I'm not an expert, and that's not my culture. But to me, that's a beautiful celebration of reconnecting with their ancestors and kind of catching up with them. Yeah. And we're going to be doing that in the millennium. We are going to, and I mean, the moment I die, I am so excited. Like, I know there's going to be a lot of people welcoming me. I mean, hopefully, because I, I don't get signed to, like, spirit person right away or anything. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> but I know my grandparents are going to be there, and every there's going to be so many hugs. I hope I cannot cry as a spirit, because I'd probably never stop. Yeah. And there's, it's just going to be, it's going to be so great. Yeah, it is. And, there's so much work for us to do in this life and the next one. I think it's very important that we consider that and that we get excited for all that we get to do in this, in the grand scheme of, of everything before us that the Lord has in mind. Yeah, I agree 100%. I'm really excited about that time. That's something that my sister and I talk about a lot mm-hmm. is that, you know, there's a lot of mess in my family as of recently. Um, but the one thing that she and I consistently remind each other about is that we want to be able to be together with dad. And that's, like, all that matters to us. So regardless Mm -hmm. of what crappy things are happening in our life, we will do our absolute best so that way we can be worthy of that eternal family, even if it's just me, her, and him living together forever, which would be cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And then obviously now his parents and my mom's parents, who we feel like they've all accepted the work and are doing what they need to be doing up there, too, to help other people. So I love this. The gospel's true, man. Mm Mm-hmm. It's really cool once you start learning about the spirit world and families and all that other cool mm-hmm. stuff. So. Yes, and then of course, a lot of this does touch on to very personal things. So it's definitely something that you have to take into consideration for yourself and pray a lot about. Because um, we have our own experiences, but they're not going to be the same for everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, already ours have been very different. And there is so much potential and so much goodness that we can have and that we can each experience for ourselves in this life. And I don't, I'm, I'm very excited for everything that comes forward with the spirit world and with ghosts. Yeah. So it's going to be great. Anything that happens next. Memento Mori! <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's how we should end the episode today. Right? <laughs> no, no tagline, just no, Memento all right, Mori. Memento Mori, you guys. Memento, Memento Mori! <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Masterpiece Theatre from PBS. 
Just kidding. Thanks for listening today. If you have any thoughts from this episode, things you want to hear in the future, or just want to be friends, email us at funeralpotatoesforthesingles at gmail.com or find us on Facebook or Instagram. 